We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's move over to defense, Ryan, and talk about the keys to victory for the Notre Dame defense. Obviously, there are certain things that are givens. You know, you want to force turnovers and things like that. But the first thing is, is this is kind of we're going to build. You know, a lot of times we do our keys, we kind of build on things. We didn't do that quite as much on offense this week because there's just some unique aspects to the keys to success against their Syracuse off defense. Defense. But we're going to do a little bit more of that this week, Ryan. And the first thing is, is when Notre Dame's defense has been really good this year, like the stretches where it's been good, it's really good on first and second down. And against a team like Syracuse, where, you know, we're going to talk about the run game in a little bit, but this is true bigger picture. This first point is going to be a little bit bigger picture. If you can limit the run game success on early downs, force and completions on early downs, because Robert and I does a decent job of finding pass game opportunities uh, like kind of safe pass game opportunities on early downs to try to just kind of keep them. They want to play ahead of the sticks all game long. They want to play ahead of the sticks, ahead of the sticks. If you can have first down success against Syracuse, Ryan, that is where you can really have success keeping them in check because this is not this is not a great um, this is not a great Syracuse offense. But here's the deal: you look at their offense this year, Ryan. They've had 77 third down opportunities. That ranks second to last in the entire country, meaning they don't get into a lot of third downs. Teams have not been able to put them in a lot of third downs. Why? Because they do a great job of staying ahead of the sticks. And so if they can if they can have some success there, then I think this gives them a chance to be good because that's what Clemson did, right? Clemson and Purdue, the two teams, the two games that were the, the, the closest to losses for, for Syracuse, they were three and three for eleven against Clemson on third down, and three for twelve against Purdue. Mm-hmm. If you can kind of mirror that success, then you have a chance to stop them. They were four for eight against NC State. NC State could never get them behind the sticks. They just methodically went down the field. If you can have first or da- first and second down success, you are built defensively to do things that will give them a lot of problems on offense, and so. I think the defense matches up a lot better than 
the offense does against Syracuse. I think the Notre Dame defense matches up well against them, but will the game plan be sound? Will the execution be there? But early down success, Ryan, is an absolute must for Notre Dame in this game. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I never dreamed I would talk this much about coffee, especially since I'm not really a coffee drinker. But ever since we first tried trade coffee, my coffee-loving wife is not only hooked, but I've even started to drink coffee. And I've got my mom hooked on it as well. Let me tell you about trade coffee. It's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule. Their team of experts do all the work, taste testing hundreds of coffees from across the U.S. every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut. I've told you about our collection, the rich, sweet flavor of the Big City Roast from Joe Coffee, the full flavor of the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, where you can actually taste the malted milk balls. We love it. And if what I got isn't up your alley, don't worry. Trade will have whatever it is that you want. You can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile, or you can take the coffee quiz like we did and get expertly matched with the coffees that you'll love. Trade is the easiest way to get your very best tasting coffee delivered fresh when you need it. You've got nothing to lose because Trade guarantees you will love your first bag. If not, they'll work with you to replace it for free. So if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee you've ever made at home, it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash Irish. That's drinktrade.com slash Irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the world. Give it a shot. Use the perfect word. It was methodical. That, that's, how you, that's how you define Syracuse. They want to run the football. They have a really good running back in Sean Tucker. They have a really, really good running, running quarterback. Yes, yes, really good, like a really top good 10 running back. running back in college football. Like yeah. he's a very, very good football player. You have a really good rushing quarterback in Garrett Schrader. So you have the read game that's going to work off of that. And look, I give Robert and I and this coaching staff a lot of credit because they have turned what Garrett Schrader – Garrett Schrader was a, a below average passer last year. He was not a good oh, passer. Yeah. And that's being nice. Ryan's yes. in a good mood today. <laughs> so, Yes. Yes, and they've turned him from a below-average quarterback, is how I'll term it, into a good quarterback this year, man. Like, he is yes. efficient. He's 
he's taking advantage of the opportunities that are there and he's making the plays that he should make. And it's, that's perfect for this offense, right? Like for a team that has made their, you know, their, their bread, they're buttering their bread based upon their ability to run the football. The fact that off of play action, off of RPO action, those are the opportunities where this year Garrett Schrader is just clicking at a much higher level. And so they're getting in some easy reads and some easy opportunities and he's making the plays that he should make. It's fantastic. How do you make that uncomfortable? How do you change that? Put him behind the sticks a little bit where mm-hmm. you can run RPO if you want, but on third and 10, it's not going to help you as much right. as it was on, on uh, third and four, right? Like that's not going to be the situation that you want to be in, 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 in this game particular. So I think it, it's twofold. One, Syracuse wants to run the football. That is that is their identity. Getting them behind the sticks makes it less likely that you can run the football at a higher volume on the third down opportunities that you get. Other side of this is that their passing game is built off of their ability to run the football. If you can't run the football, you're going to make Garrett Schrader do things in the passing game that he's not as comfortable doing. Dropping back a more traditional three, five, seven step drop and having to really win as a passer in structure. That's where he doesn't want to play his game consistently. He's done it better this year, but it's still not his, it's not his style. So if you're able to win on early downs, you're not only limiting the rushing attack, obviously, but you're also putting Garrett Schrader and this passing attack in situations that is not advantageous for them to be as good as they can be. I think the thing too is, is I would much rather see Sean Tucker making a lot of catches than running the ball. Cause if he's making a lot of catches, it means that they are putting them in a lot of second and long third and long situations, which is when he becomes a weapon in the past game. Now, obviously you want to make sure that you can keep him in check, but it does mean you're having early, early game success. Number two, Ryan obviously kind of builds on this. And that is Notre Dame has to, has to keep the run game in check have to keep the run game in check. Syracuse, again, Notre Dame controls the ball really well. Syracuse wants to kind of be methodical, as we talked about. They want to run the football effectively. If they're able to kind of come out and just pound the game, all of a sudden this game gets really shortened because both teams are going to play a similar game, and it means that Notre Dame is going to be in a situation where they're not going to have as many possessions in this game, which doesn't necessarily bode well for them. So, if you can make it's 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 important every week, but I think it's even more important this week because these next two points are going to kind of go to actually. Let's put the two keys together, Ryan, and talk about them together. It's going to be too hard to kind of differentiate them because we're going to have to leave things out. Point two is you've got to really shut down the run game, and point three, you've got to contain Garrett Schrader as a scrambler. Now, yep. the run game part includes Tucker and Schrader because they will do designed runs for him. He's not just a scrambler. He's not Ian Book. He's more Brandon Wimbush. And how mm-hmm. he's used. Now they're different athletes, but I'm referring to Brandon Wimbush made plays as a designed runner and a scrambler. Ian Book was right. primarily a scrambler. Both mm-hmm. effective, just used differently. Garrett Schrader is more Brandon Wimbush in that he will use his legs as a scrambler, but also as a designed runner. And you saw it from the think, numbers last year. Think about how Mississippi State used to use their quarterbacks because he was literally a Mississippi State quarterback, right? When Dan Mullen was there, think past Dak Prescott, but think of like the Nick Fitzgeralds of the world. Like that's the style that he wants to run, right? Like that's the quarterback that Garrett Schrader is. Big, athletic, powerful runner that you want to be able to do enough in the passing game, but the bread, again, is buttered 
in as a his ability as an athlete in the run game. So if you want to think about the Dan Mullen era at Mississippi State, mm-hmm. because that's literally what Garrett Schrader was recruited to be at one point in his life. Right. So if you can if you can keep Sean Tucker from really beating you with his legs and you can limit the effectiveness effectiveness of Garrett Schrader, then I think those are things that can have can lead to success. And then containing Garrett Schrader. So this is the key. He's the kind of quarterback that you can be great on first and second down, put them in third and eight, lose contain by one guy up front, lose integrity. Your D tackle runs past the quarterback, and next thing you know, it's a first down. He can do that to you, and that can be a, a killer for a team, especially on the road. And, and so you want to s- stop him from being effective as a runner in all ways, and part of that means – if you want to heat Syracuse up, heat them up. I'm cool with that. But you need to make sure that when whatever you're doing, whether you're dropping eight into coverage, because honestly in third and eight, I would consider dropping eight in this game. And then keeping your – because what you can do is, is you can have one of your linebackers and whoever you're dropping up front kind of sitting there in intermediate zones where there's really nowhere for him to take off and run. But if you want to heat them up, that's fine. But whoever's coming, you've got to have – lane pass rush lane integrity you can't run if you're an interior guy or a linebacker you can't run past him what that means is if i'm getting a push and i'm not getting over to him i've got to stop and control my gap and not let him step inside of me and then run outside which happened so much against cal so if you can keep garrett schrader from really taking this game over with his legs you're gonna have success because the one thing syracuse doesn't want to do they do not want this to be a game where he has to sit back in the pocket, throw the ball 30-plus times out of need from the pocket against this Notre Dame defense. That's not where you want to be. Right. It's not where you want to be. So that's going to th- – those those two keys kind of go together, Ryan, is don't let Sean Tucker beat you and keep, keep Garrett Schrader in check to as much as you can as a runner, especially in passing downs. Brian, I'm going to say something, and then I'm curious if you agree, disagree, what your kind of take is on what I'm going to say here. So I think the formula for this is – because, I mean, I agree 100%. Sean Tucker's a guy for me that, like, that is point number one. You got to stop that kid. Like, you got to stop him. I actually would be okay with Garrett Schrader having a decent amount of rushing attempts. It's just about being efficient and stopping him. Because if he has a decent amount of rushing attempts – that means that Sean Tucker is probably not getting a ton of rushing attempts. And if you now have the efficiency stopped on him, like if he has, let's say, 13 to 14 carries, but it's for 37 yards or something like that, right? They weren't efficient, and also the ball was not in Sean Tucker's hands. So at the end of the day, I want to keep it out of that kid's hands. And Garrett Schrader, we both agree on this, is a very dangerous runner. But I'd rather the ball be in his hands. It's just at the point of him having the football in his hands, I want Notre Dame to be able to be efficient with how they attack him and they they limit his impact in that regard. Yeah, I was getting ready to disagree with you until you Mm -hmm. said the last part. That's the key. Because if he's got 25 carries in this game, you can lose by 20 because he's going for 115 yards. I think the, 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 I mean, look, Clemson laid out the game plan last week. 
Yeah. Right? They did things in the reads where they took Sean Tucker out of the game. People say, you know, how did Sean Tucker only have five carries? Well, part of that is I still think he was not right. But part of it, too, is the way Clemson defended them on a lot of the read stuff, Ryan, they crashed Tucker and made Garrett Schrader keep the ball because they mm-hmm. were fast enough a linebacker to chase him down. There were times where he would he would take off running or he would scramble, and then Barrett Carter or Tristan, Tristan Trenton Simpson would just chase him down. I think Notre Dame has that kind of athleticism. They're not not to Clemson's level. Let me, let me explain. They have the athleticism to to catch him, catch, yes. catch Garrett Schrader. Yeah. So I I think your point is spot on. Where if 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 you can be efficient in in keep in not letting him get big runs in the big scrambles, keeping him in the pocket. Because what Clemson did a good job of last week is they didn't give up a lot of long scrambles. Had a couple yeah. early, but especially in the second half, they forced him to be the primary ball carrier. But then they they didn't give him anywhere to go when he dropped back to throw. And so yeah. what was the stat line last week? Garrett Schrader had his highest number of carries of the season against Clemson last week. But he had his fourth highest yards total. He was 21 carries for 71 yards. A part of that sacks, right? There were sure. some sacks in the game last week. But they really did a good job of not letting him rip off those runs. He, they didn't let him convert those third and eight runs. They'd stop him two, three yards short of the sticks. So those are keys, Ryan. I think you're spot on. I don't want Sean Tucker carrying the ball 20 plus times because that means you didn't do oh, anything no. to make them stop giving him the ball, right? Exactly. You, you want to? I think that's a great point. I think it's a great point. As long as you can limit him on the pass game scrambles, that's the thing that concerns me the most. It, it really mm-hmm. is. Is is him doing kind of what hurt you early in the year? And then look, we we've we've been critical of this for years in Notre Dame. I mean, the last. Mm-hmm. Two coordinators had that issue. It was an issue for Marcus Freeman's defense at times last year, and it was an issue for Clark Lee's defense. I mean, I still have nightmares of Jawan Pass running all over the Notre Dame defense that started the 2019 season. And we've seen it time and time again. Well, they've actually done a pretty good job of that lately. Now, they've been aided by the fact that last couple quarterbacks they played weren't overly mobile in Tanner McKee. And then obviously with Doug Brumfield out, they didn't have that same weapon there. And then Harrison Bailey did it late. But they went through a little stretch there. They kept they kept Jaron Hall in check as a runner. Mm-hmm. Did a really good job with that. Uh, they obviously didn't let Tanner McKee take off and scramble. And you say, well, Tanner McKee can't run. Well, Jack Plummer's not exactly a you know a stallion as a runner either. And they made they made. They, I thought they did a great job of keeping Drake May in check after the first series. So you like you look and say, you know what? They started to turn it around. And then of course, late in the game last week, they let it go. If they can continue that this week, Ryan, then I think I feel good about the opportunities there. I really do. Yep. And, and it's then, a it, it's going to be a collaborative effort, right? Because yes. it's not just oh, the yes. defensive line. I know we're probably going to talk oh, about yes. it at some point, but the linebackers are paramount in this football game. Absolutely you need great paramount. penetration up front. Your linebackers yep. have to fly to the ball and be sound tacklers. And another key to this too, Ryan, is your corners have to be more aggressive coming up than they were the last couple of games. They've got to mm-hmm. come up and take on blocks aggressively, and they've got to do a better job of getting off blocks. The corners have done a lot of good things this year. That's not one of them. They've been very – some games they've been good. Other games they've been not good. They've got to be on their game this week when it comes to blowing up the perimeter receivers when they try to run their bubbles and their screens and their in their quick game. And when Garrett Schrader gets on the perimeter, they've got to get off blocks and, and make tackles, especially on Garrett Schrader. Uh, so it's going to be key. And I think the safeties are going to be a big play a big role in that as well. I think there's going to be a lot of alley opportunities for them to come down and make plays, and they've got to make them. Tackling is going to be a big part of this game. That's not one of the keys because it should be assumed, but mm-hmm. especially against this kind of team. Fourth key, Ryan, 
I don't think just like I don't think Notre Dame's offense is good enough to just consistently methodically move the ball down the field on the Syracuse defense. I don't think the Syracuse offense is good enough to methodically move the ball down the field against Notre Dame. If UNLV doesn't have big plays last week, they score seven points and it would have been a garbage touchdown at the end of the game. That's the only drive they put together was that last drive at the end of the game. Their first two touchdowns came off of long runs setting it up, right? We've seen this too many times where the opponent gets yards off of a big play sets it up. When Notre Dame limits big plays, they're very hard to score on. That's why Ohio State had a hard time on them. Ohio State had a couple of big plays had a couple of big plays early. And then after that, they had no big plays. And they just weren't good enough to methodically move up the ball, consistently move the ball up and down the field. So that's why you held them to 21 points. Marshall yep. wasn't good enough to consistently do that. They they won that game because they ripped off a couple long runs that helped them get in, in opportunities. And of course, there were some blown coverages on third down. And then you get into other games. I mean, what helped BYU? Long punt return, long run that set up a you know set up a score, right? I mean, teams have not been able to consistently just methodically move the ball on Notre Dame. They've had to rely on big plays. If Notre Dame can limit those big plays, then I think they keep Syracuse's points down. I'm not saying it's going to be like seven points or ten points, but they're going to keep it under thirty for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because and you should because this is a team that's only gone over thirty. What they've gone over 33 times in seven games. Wagner, they scored 59. UConn, they scored 48. And the only other game that they went over uh over 30 was was uh actually no, I'm sorry, they've gone four times. They 31 against Louisville, 32 against Purdue. They had nine points going in the fourth quarter of that game, 59 against Wagner, and then 48 against UConn. Well, those teams aren't real good on defense, the first yeah. two teams. UConn's given up 29 points a game. Louisville's given up 20.6, but they've played some kind of not great offenses. Like I'll say this, Louisville's playing a lot better on defense now than they were at the beginning of the year. Yep. Their last two weeks, their defense has gotten a lot better. But before that, they got ripped up by Boston College. Uh, they got ripped up by Florida State. They got ripped up by Syracuse. So they're playing better now, but they weren't early in the year. So point is, this isn't a team that scores a ton of points. You take away the Wagner game, and they're under 30 on the year. Mm-hmm. And this is the best defense that I think – this is the most talented defense that they'll face all year. The best te- defense they've played all year, surprisingly, so far has been Purdue. I've been very impressed by what Purdue has done defensively this year, despite losing Karloftis. They've been a really stingy defense this year. They're definitely a better rush defense than Notre Dame has been so far this year, although – Last week they had a bit of a step back, uh, but uh, against I still can't believe they lost to Wisconsin last week. But anyway, yeah. I, I don't want to I don't want to lose track. But anyway, this is definitely the most talented defense they're going to play all year. Notre Dame just has to play clean, Ryan. That's the yep. key. They have to play clean football. If they can play clean football, then I then I think that they're going to have a shot to to keep the points down enough to win this game. That well, that's I- where I'm at. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I mean, so if you start on the Notre Dame side of things, right, nothing easy. Talked about Syracuse not making things easy for teams, right? No blown coverage in this game, right? No no stupid penalties, no missed assignments. Like those things you have control over, right? You have control over those types of things. And if you're Notre Dame, that's paramount. Don't let them get anything easy because Syracuse is the team – that isn't built off of creating explosive plays. Like that's not what they do. That's not how they win football games. I mean, 2021 version of Sean Tucker and this offensive line, that was an explosive rushing attack. Again, I feel like every game Sean Tucker was breaking one, breaking one, breaking one. This year it's been much more efficient and Sean Tucker's been more, you know, downhill and he's been able to kind of consistently move the chains. Can I interrupt you for a second? Because I want to ask you a question that I'm going to make a statement, see if you agree with it. Yep. Sean Tucker was a more explosive runner last year, but he's been a, a more efficient runner this year. Yeah. His 100%. production's down overall because he hasn't had the big plays, but I think he's been a more efficient runner this year, to your point. It, it's it's been interesting, Brian, because I feel like and so from an NFL draft circle perspective, right? People were excited about Tucker going into the year, right? And everyone's like, oh, explosive runs and all that good stuff. And I think that he's actually helped his stock this year by being a more efficient downhill yes. runner. I mean, last year he was a, you know, two, 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 negative one, five, six, mm-hmm. three, and then he break a seven, right? Like that's right. Yeah, exactly. exactly that's exactly. different. This year it's more four, five, six, four, five, 12, three, six, 13, 12, 19. Four, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Like that type of yep. guy. Right. And so from a NFL draft perspective, I think that Sean Tucker has kind of been a little bit of a riser despite having, less production, which is kind of funny, right? And so I think that that efficiency is definitely there. But to that point, this version of Sean Tucker this year has not been as prone to making big chunk plays as he was last year, at least the home run plays. This passing attack, although improved, has also not been a big play passing attack. Like a Rondé Gatson Jr., or the second, excuse me, is their best weapon in the passing game. He's a really good player. I like him. We've talked about him several times. But he's a 6'5". 219-pound big slot. Like, he's not a burner. He's not going to break one for 60, 70 yards. His chunk plays are 30 yards, right? 35 mm-hmm. yards. Like, that's his type of chunk plays. So, again, don't make them – don't make Syracuse something they're not. They're not an explosive offense. They're a methodical, good, solid offense. Don't let them be a, an offense where you leave this game and say, wow, I gave up a 70-yard run, gave up a 50-yard pass play – and I really shot myself in the foot with a couple of missed assignments. That cannot be this game because, again, Syracuse, both sides of the football, they are going to be a consistent football team and let teams make mistakes. That's what they do. They don't shoot themselves in the foot. So 
to reverse that, you can't be a team that shoots yourself in the foot because that offense at Syracuse is not built to score on one to two play drives, three play drives. They are built to score off of seven play drives, eight play drives plus. That's their style. Don't let them be something different than what they have been this throughout the season. Keep them on schedule at times. And I know people are going to be like, oh, we don't want them to be on schedule. Well, we also don't want them breaking big plays. Like, we do want them to be on schedule. It's just the schedule. You want to be less efficient than what it has been. That's the difference. And that is what I think is going to separate this football game if you're able to keep them what they are, but also make them less efficient offensively. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I think you've nailed them, Ryan. I do. I think we have a good handle on who they are. It's just you know what they are, but can you stop it? That's the question. And that's what makes this team good. They're not super talented. They have very talented players. They're more top-heavy. They're just a really veteran, savvy, well-coached football team that plays hard. You're going to have to earn it. And for the most part, the last year, they've been pretty good at home. They've had some ugly – like they had a bad loss to Rutgers at home last year, bad loss to Pitt. But they also have a lot of good wins. They played Clemson really tough at home last year, although they seem to always play play them home, play, play Clemson well. So those are the keys, Ryan. I want to move on to special teams because I, I do think that special teams keys this week are going to be important. And, and you know, I, Ryan, I'm, I'm a believer that the key for special teams is do no harm, right? We've talked about this. That's always the number one objective. But I do believe that when you're in this type of environment, you're playing a team like Syracuse, a team that, you know, wants to kind of come out and wants to you know, get the crowd going early and and build early success and jump on Notre Dame and all those type of things. And, and you're facing a loud, ruckus crowd and all that type of stuff. One of the things that you can do to really help your football team is to generate big, like, momentum-changing plays. And to me, that's what the I think the, 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 the special teams can do this week. Now, we talk a lot about Notre Dame on defense or offense, you got to know what the teams are going to be prepared for and be ready to handle it. Notre Dame has blocked three kicks in their last two games, right? You've blocked four kicks on the year. That's a lot. That's tied for third in the country. There's two teams tied for first. They're tied for third. You know that Syracuse is going to have a plan for that. So what is your kind of counter to that? You know, do you bring your pressures from somewhere else? Do you know that they're going to try to protect right up the middle? Because that's where things came from last week. And so maybe you try to sneak something off the edge. But either way, I would heat them up again because I feel this is the kind of game where because of what you've done in recent games, you, you know, you get look, punters can get a little bit jumpy sometimes, right? And especially if you had a couple balls kicked, this is maybe that game where you can kind of say, hey, look, you, you've got a freshman punter, right? You got a first year punter. He's having a nice year, 42.5 punts per game. Hasn't had any blocks so far. I'm going after him. He's going to watch that film and see that they blocked two kicks last week. They've blocked three kicks recently, all punts. So I'm going to say, hey, I'm a little nervous. So maybe he rushes it a little bit. Maybe he line drives a couple. I think this is a game where you're going to need to get some of those opportunities uh, to really have some success, Ryan, uh, with some kind of game-changing plays. I think if they can do that, then I think this team has a chance to be pretty good. Here's the other interesting thing. Syracuse has kicked off 47 times this year. Only 28 of them have been touchbacks. Hmm. That's a pretty low number. Teams don't let you return kicks any, a lot anymore. This is a game where hopefully, hopefully, 
that you can you can kind of have some success this week getting a, getting a return going. Syracuse ranks 94th in the country in kick return coverage defense. I want to see them take advantage of that. I want to see Notre Dame, a team that doesn't kick the ball in the end zone, only about less, a little over half the time, have returns set up. This is the game that you really focus on during a week of practice to have returns set up because this is a game where maybe you can steal field position with a big return. I would absolutely be ready for that. Those two things to me, be aggressive going after the punter to maybe help you win some field position battles and then work this week hard on your returns and get that going. I think those are two keys where if they can catch a play here, catch a play there, you could really have a momentum-changing play. I mean, think about the Wisconsin game last year. Wisconsin had taken all the momentum back. Notre Dame had a lead. They sacked Drew Pine. He fumbles. They go down. They score. Kick a field goal in the fourth quarter. The minute Chris Tyree broke through that 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 final line, you're like, and you knew he was gone, just sapped the energy out of that, and Wisconsin never recovered. Yep. That's what that kind of play can do. You know, They go down, score on the Notre Dame defense, and bam, you take one back to the house, and all the momentum is gone. This is a week where more than most weeks – I would really be amped up and ready to go trying to get a return in this game. Absolutely. Well, I mean, so, I mean, first and foremost, from the special team perspective for Notre Dame, right? Been excellent this year. They have been. I mean, you mentioned the block kicks. You can mention Blake Groupie's been pretty good as a field goal kicker. He's been pretty consistent. The punting's been really good. The punt return game has been good. The one part of it, though, Brian, that hasn't been great is Notre Dame's kickoff return unit has right. not been great this year. So, again, and a lot of chances. Yeah, exactly. You're going to have opportunities this, this week, which is huge for them. And Syracuse is also a team that pretty consistently has been a pretty good special teams group. I mean, you think of like they've had like Sterling Hoffrichter who got drafted to the NFL. Andre Schmidt has been there for like 17 years as their kicker is a good, is a good kicker, obviously. So I think that they have a big opportunity in, in, in what seems on paper to be a good matchup between two good special teams units. The one area where Notre Dame has not had a big impact to this point kick return is an opportunity to kind of right that ship a little bit, reverse that momentum. Cause I mean, we've been frustrated with the usage of Chris Tyree as a as an offensive player, right? So maybe he makes his impact as a special teamer this week a little bit, you know, which would be nice to see. So, and I think that this is a separating factor too in the fact of this should be a competitive football game, most likely, right? Like there's a there's a world where Notre Dame can run away with it because they have that type of talent. But the I think the most likely outcome is that you are a talented football team against a team that's playing very good football. And this will probably be at most of the game, kind of maybe a back and forth game or at least a close football game. Like that's most likely outcome. And when you have that, what's separating factors? I think a separating factor could be who's the best special teams on the day, who doesn't miss a field goal, who doesn't get a punk blocked, who has better field position throughout the entirety of the football game. Those things I think are the, what I would call the separating factors in a football Mm -hmm. game. And Notre Dame has been good in that side on that side of the ball so far this year. They need to keep it rolling, obviously, in, in, in uh, this big game for that big game on Saturday. That's going to do it for our keys to victory. We have a mailbag coming up next, but before we do go to the mailbag, I do want to wish a very, very happy birthday to that guy right there. Ryan Roberts turns twenty-two today. Uh, wait a minute, what is it, Ryan? 30, 31, 31 today. Thirty-one. Thirty-one. Okay, so today. Ryan, yep. Ryan is thirty-one today. Looks like he's twenty-two. He's aged yes. quite well. Uh, so I want to wish him a very happy birthday, you know, in his first year here with Irish breakdown. So we, we love having you on board and, and, uh, you're, you're doing a great job. So 
Uh, and as, as I, Tom Spagnola says it, love you, Ryan. So Tom, Tom nailed it. Tom nailed it. So uh, we're going to move to the mailbag next. But first, before we go, folks, please hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, share this podcast. Of course, sign up for the message boards at irishbreakdown.com. I'm going to have a recruiting intel update a little bit later tonight. And then we're going to continue, obviously, putting all of our content, great conversation and great discussion on there as well. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.